0: What is up everybody? It's Friday. You know what that means? It's another edition of curveballs and chair shots. My name is brandon Tanguma. On the Zoom call, sitting more than six feet away from me is my lovely and esteemed co-host Dominic Hobson. Dominic, how are you doing today?
1: Do you remember the days of doing this in person and like you know, just staring at your your camera and laughing hysterically because we're fucking idiots? Do you remember those days? I'm missing those
0: are good times. Good times. Remember when you would force me to come over to do the podcast in person, even though we were like in the start of the pandemic. Oh, those yep. are good times. Those are good times. Oh, and I miss you, them. You finally smartened up and you allowed me to do this via zoom. Anyways, we got a death. Unfortunately, we have to talk about uh, Butch Reed, legendary wrestler, uh, black wrestler here as we start off black history month. He unfortunately passed away due to some heart complications at the age of 66, uh, had a tag team with Ron Simmons, just, you know, one of the, uh, not obviously like the biggest names in the world, but he, he was a big name, worked in Bill Watts, Mid-South, WCW, WWF. He, he was all over the damn place, But
1: Butchery, hell of a guy.
0: Exactly. Hashtag analysis. Now let's <laughs> get into the world of Major League Baseball. We told you this was going to happen last week. We previewed Nolan Arenado possibly going to the St. Louis Cardinals. And what do you know? I think that Friday, very closely after we sent out the podcast, it did come to fruition. Nolan Arenado is now a St. Louis Cardinal. He was traded with some cash for a plethora of prospects. I believe two of them are third basemen, so maybe one of them could turn out to be the next Nolan Arenado. Highly doubt that, but... The Rockies trying to cut some cap, trying to, you know, after the pandemic, trying to save some money, but they still are kind of paying Nolan Arenado's contract. They let him go, even though he just signed a new deal. Dominic, we talked about it last week. It's official now. The Cardinals and Nolan Arenado. Maybe that's the, the long-term plan and possibly the team he retires as and wears that cap into the Hall of Fame.
1: I mean, if it if it is his last team, I think this is probably the best chance he has of getting a ring of sorts. Cardinals, no, not, not even sneaky good. They're looking pretty good this year and for the next few years. So um, if he retires, I mean, it, it just it, for me, it just depends on how well he plays in St. Louis. Maybe he doesn't, you know, fit in well and can't really get the hits going, can't, you know, make plays like he used to. Not saying that he can't. I'm just saying, you know, if he doesn't play as well, maybe he doesn't retire there. So, but you know, hey, I I think the Rockies are fucking stupid, you know, for trading him. I understand why, but they're fucking stupid, you know. The to you know they could have traded for somebody, but they said no. Here, take him, and we'll give you money. Fucking idiots
0: and Nolan Ardo, I mean he's he's still I would say in his prime he is going to still be a hell of a ball player all the course field talk that's I mean yeah it probably helps him a little bit in the stats but he's still that defense will translate and I think his offense will translate as well the the Cardinals I think they're they're kind of in the mix for the central division I mean the Reds. That obviously, I think they're going to fall off this year. The Cubs possibly going to take a step back. So, I mean, you got the Brewers. That I mean, I think that's really the only team I can see them having a bounce back year that can really compete in the Central. But uh, I mean, this is just kind of the state we're in with baseball right now. There's a lot of there's some teams that are making a lot of moves, like the White Sox, the Padres, the Blue Jays, and then there's some teams like you know the A's, Rays, Bars. And the Rockies where they're just kind of, you know, they're doing the baseball thing where they're all just kind of uh, shipping off money, trying to save all the money they can get. And then using the pandemic as I mean, it's a it's a reason, but I think they're kind of maybe blown a little bit more out of proportion than what it actually is. And we're, we're just kind of seeing this. I mean, I, I thought it was kind of a rocky situation to begin with. I didn't think he was going to actually resign with them for the extension, but he did. And then he stays with them for like a year. And now he gets dealt
1: speaking. Are of, you going on record saying that, you know, you, you shouldn't believe the hype of the coronavirus because you just, you know, you kind of just mentioned it a little bit.
0: I'm saying it as an excuse to not spend money.
1: Mm, okay.
0: I mean, Dominic, uh, we haven't talked about this in a while. What's your stance uh, on the vaccines? Are you going to get that vaccine anytime soon? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Okay wanted to see where we're at on that. Let's talk about some former Cardinals. They have a new home, Dexter Fowler. He has signed with the Los Angeles Angels, and Colton Wong has signed with the Milwaukee Brewers. Both of them, I think, are out of their prime, but still – good enough pieces veteran you know budget pieces that I think it can help the team uh you know both these teams I think are kind of in the same position Milwaukee did not have a good year last year Angels definitely didn't have a good year last year so they may be hoping these little pieces can maybe put them together to possibly make a run at the playoffs
1: I'm not too sure I mean I still like Dexter Fowler I think he he has a, enough left in the tank that he is a starter, in my opinion. Now, how, how the Angels play him, that's totally up to him. But, Colton Wong, I I know when I say it, you're going to probably say something fucking mean to me, but I never really got on, you know, never really got to liking him. I thought he was an average player, maybe a little bit above average, but nothing special. Um, now, what he does in Milwaukee, I, I, I don't know. But Milwaukee – is contending against his former team. So, I mean, I'm sure he was – I mean, there's no love lost there.
0: Colton Wong is, I mean, he, he's a, he's a good player. He definitely fell off offensively last year, but I think his glove is going to keep him in the lineup and maybe new team who dis, he can have a bounce back offensive year, but we're going to have to wait and see about that. We got some more signings that we have. Chris Archer. He has signed with the Tampa Bay Rays. Obviously he was in that legendary trade that sent him to the pirates and he did not do so well over there. So now he's gone back to Tampa Bay. And, I mean, I guess you can call this like a replacement for Blake Snell. Definitely a downgrade. But, I mean, he you would think he still has like raw talent enough to possibly have a, uh, a better season than what he had in Pittsburgh.
1: Now, with, with Snell leaving and all that kind of stuff, is there any chance – I mean, do you think they still have a good enough core and a good enough lineup to – to be where they were last year or do you think this is just they're just gonna start falling off the wagon again
0: i think the rays are, are still gonna be valid contenders we we talk about the blue jays and they're making all these moves so maybe they can uh, leapfrog them and possibly challenge for that east but i mean minus blake snell i mean charlie more i think charlie morton and blake snell leaving definitely are a uh, big blows to them so but uh, but but for the most part, it was that bullpen that really kept them in games and was the reason why they were so good. So if they can just get some starters that can scratch five, four innings, you know, solid innings and not really blow the game open and get it to that bullpen. It is going to, it should be a one sixty two game schedule. We could talk about that in a little bit, but uh, I mean, I think they will take a step down just because they have Morton and Snell leaving, but I think they, the core is good enough to, maybe not win the East, but I think they can definitely make a wild card comfortably.
1: I just don't see it happening. I I think the Rays relied so much on pitching last year that I just don't see anything really happening. So, I mean, Archer coming back cool, but it's not really going to be
0: needed. Nelson Cruz has re-signed with the Minnesota Twins a one-year deal, I believe for like uh, mid, mid-teens. mid So kind of a value deal here for the, uh, for the Twins. Cruz just absolutely was phenomenal last year. He's going to be in his age 40 season, and I think this is a good move. Kind of sucks that with no D- universal DH, he kind of was pigeonholed into only a few spots. And But back with the Twins, he was really good last year. If he can continue that success, he can just maybe keep on plugging along, getting a one-year deal every year until it doesn't feel like playing baseball anymore. Or he, he just can't hit the ball. What do you think will come first? He doesn't want to play anymore. He can't hit. I, I mean, Nelson Cruz, he's a veteran. He's been along. he's been around long enough that I, I think he, he's probably going to give it up before his uh, talent just completely falls off a cliff. Now, if he ends up being like Chris Davis with a C or a K, and just cannot do anything, then obviously they're not going to want to sign him. But we're, we're seeing people like Vogelbach. We're seeing, I mean, those are younger guys, but they have even less production than Cruz and they're still given a chance.
1: Yeah, I guess. I mean, I think, uh, I think he's talented enough that he'll sign. He'll, he won't sign that one big, one big contract, but he'll, 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 get a bag for his age somewhere and retire I got that feeling
0: you got a Nelson Cruz uh, signing like a ten year 250 million dollars no
1: no maybe like, but maybe like a two three for you know like 10 mil or something like that and just riding off into the sunset
0: we got uh, the final official signing we have is DD DD Gregorius is going to return to the Philadelphia Phillies DD I mean he was all right. It's, it's a fine move, I guess, but, uh, they got JT real Muto. They, I mean, they're re-signing a lot of talent. They're not really adding the big, big names. So I think it's, this is kind of more of the Phillies continuing to kind of spin their wheels and maybe they can hit on a few prospects or some young pitchers. That's really what they need. Andrew McCutcheon coming back from injury. I mean, I think he's, he was really good. Maybe that would be a good addition, but, uh, DD, not a sexy pick, but, Help, it's I guess. it's it's somebody that will fill the lineup that you can count on in my opinion
1: i'm not saying he's he's super you know he he's not a an all-star you know top prospect pick whatever you want to call it but he's somebody that you can put in the position to fill it for the time being until you can get that next big thing
0: then the maybe the biggest news thus far in the last couple of days is Trevor Bauer allegedly rumors. This is all rumor and innuendo because Trevor Bauer and agent Rachel Lupa, they're just, you know, kind of all over the place and denying anything that's being reported. But agent Rachel Lupa did tweet out that it's down to two yesterday. And the reports are it's coming down to either the Dodgers or the Mets. Now, each team kind of has their own different thing. The Mets I think is offering more of a long-term deal, like maybe 3 to 4 5 years, while the Dodgers can only offer a shorter-term deal but he gets more money. And I think all this is a very interesting dynamic between these two teams because they're so different. The Dodgers just won the World Series, but yet he wants it seemingly people are saying he wants to be in SoCal, play in Arizona, you know, keep it local where he is, or he can go to the Mets. He can be one of the top guys there. He can win them a championship. You know, a good fun story. It's New York, big market as well over there. I, I feel like this is a really fun dynamic, and it, I think it can go either way. What do you think he goes, Dominic?
1: I mean, is it selfish to say go to go to the Dodgers and possibly you know, and most likely make make the World Series again, or is it better? I mean, I don't know, more money shorter deal so then my thing is if it's a year for more money or two years for a lot more money and okay you know what fuck the dodgers i want to go somewhere else you can easily just wait out your contract and get paid and just go or do you give into a long-term deal be the big guy i i don't know i really don't know i think for him i think he'll probably go to the mets just because i to me If you look at what the Mets are doing, they're building, they're building, they're trying to build a dynasty. And I think with him being there, he's he's going to want the all the glory of being like, look, he he's the 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 that missing piece. And he wins the title or, you know, gets him into the playoffs, a deep run. It's like that's because he's here or something, you know, so I think he'll go to the Mets.
0: I do kind of lean towards the Mets a little bit, just because Trevor Bauer just seems like the guy who wants to put the team on his back. Yeah, Jacob Degrom's there, but if he signs there, they make a playoff run, they make it to the World Series and possibly win it. I think that definitely will be satisfying for uh, Trevor Bauer. Big market, and I mean, it seems like no matter where he signs, he's going to be in a big market. Momentum. He he wants to grow that brand. But I think it just all comes down to, I think if he wants to be a little more selfish, he goes to the Dodgers. But if he wants to kind of prove himself and be that big time player, you go to New York and win where not a lot of people win. I mean,
1: but didn't, didn't you say something like if he goes to the Mets, it's, it's a big fuck you to Cole or something? Like, or is that somebody else? I'm thinking that,
0: that, of? that definitely is a possible. I mean, that I, I did say that, Dominic rumor okay. is they hate each other they did not get along when they're in ucla so i mean if it ooh, if it comes down to a subway series world series i mean that's a lot of juicy headlines right there calm calm down calm down it's not for sure yet but it, it seemingly probably by the end of the podcast or not maybe by the end of the podcast but by the uh next time we record next week that we will get some news on trevor bauer now we got a big 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 trade in the nfl Uh, we finally have one of the first dominoes to fall in the quarterback carousel jared goff and matt stafford have been traded goff going to detroit let's see plus uh, two first future first round picks, the 22 and 23, because the L.A. Rams already owe the 2021 first round pick to the Jacksonville Jaguars, plus a third round pick. And all the Rams get in return is Matt Stafford. Dominic, your thoughts? Who won this trade? I mean, if you think,
1: I mean, I'll get one off if you think about it, you know, real quick. I've already gave my two cents about this with you off the air with, with Tyler from track to hell. I think it was a bad, I, you know, Jared Goff had more upside. Cause he's younger, you know, Matt Stafford may be a little bit better for quarterback, but I think it, they, the Rams gave way, way too much in return for Stafford. So, you know, I'm, that's just my opinion. I'm sure you're about to fucking blow me out of the water, but I think the Rams lost Detroit won. But that's just me. I
0: would I would say the Detroit Lions, quote-unquote, won the trade, but I still feel it's fair enough, and it kind of equals out to what both the teams need. Uh, Matt, I think Matt Stafford is a better quarterback. He's only 32. He's been in the league, it feels like, forever, but he's only 32, so he still has, theoretically, maybe five more good, good years left in him. And the Rams, with that defense, adding an upgrade to quarterback – they can be very, very scary. And I mean, Jared Goff had the bum hand, the bum thumb, and he still was almost able to beat the Packers. So, and, and I mean, the Rams there, they've done this where they haven't had a first round pick since Jared Goff because they traded so much to get up to that pick. And then now they're just trading away picks Jalen Ramsey and all the, all the other things. So it's been proven that they can make it without those first round picks. And they can hit and, they can sign other people. So I think both teams did win the Ram or the lions. Rather, they are definitely in a rebuild, getting extra first round picks. The Rams, if everything works out those that should be the 32nd pick in the draft. We shall see about that. But uh, I do have faith in Jared Goff. I still think he has a little bit more to prove he came out and kind of opened up about it and saying that it's kind of nice to have a team who wants me. So maybe there's some, some things going on in LA that we don't know about, but yeah, um, yeah, I think this was this was a good, even fair trade. But if we got to pick one, I would say the Ray or the Lions win just because I think Goff is he has some stuff to prove and I think he will be better than what he's shown in the past few years. And those draft picks are definitely gonna be valuable for them to rebuild.
1: And you gotta remember with the new coaching staff, maybe it works a lot better for him too. But yeah, I agree with everything you said.
0: Now here we go. It is Super Bowl 55. The time has come. Dominic, the NFC champion, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, will host, literally host, the Kansas City Chiefs in Tampa Bay. We are going to preview the game, also have a little fun, talk about some prop bets. Your boy has thrown down some money on some props and the game. But Dominic, your first impressions. Where are you leaning right now? Tampa Bay against Kansas City.
1: Gonna go. I'm gonna write them all season long like I did. Fantasy. Kind of fucked me over a little bit, but I still wrote them all the way the, all the way to the end. I'll go with Uncle Tom and the Buccaneers. Whoa, school.
0: whoa, whoa, whoa. Pause. Can't say that. You're canceled. Uncle Tom? Yes. What does that mean? Anyways, let's – I will fade Dominic on here. I mean, it makes sense. We've gone through the entire season pretty much being tied. Dominic currently, if we're going to take everything into totality, he is up one. So I'm going to fade him. I'm going to go with the Kansas City Chiefs on this one. Uh, The line is minus three. I put an alternate spread. I've got it at minus four. I think the Chiefs will win – By a touchdown I think the the Chiefs are going to start out hot I know they started out kind of slow last year but you can say they got the jitters out of the way I mean for the most part the Super Bowl it's always kind of a slow start the Tampa Bay or Brady I'm going to steal this little quote from Tyler that he told me the other day or today that Tom Brady in the Super Bowl historically has gotten off to a slow start now I think Kansas City if they can turn that into points if they can get 10, 14 points in that first quarter, I do feel it's going to be a little too much for Tom Brady to overcome because the, the Chiefs offense is just so high powered. And we've seen Tom Brady, like he can have his moments. He can go and explode for a lot of points, but he also had those three straight interceptions. And I think with the Chiefs, if you get some interceptions and you turn it over, especially like inside, you know, the 50, if they start on your part of the field, it's it's just just catch the money now it's i feel the kansas city chiefs are going to win and all i can say it's going to be a blowout but i think the chiefs will kind of win comfortably here
1: i just looked it up what it means and i feel fucking horrible brandon <laughs> i feel fucking horrible um learning something new every day i do i, I thought that was a uh, oh it's uncle sam oh shit i apologize
0: you and Morgan Whalen Wallen going to uh, go on the apology tour?
1: Probably because well, I really didn't know. Marilyn Manson. I've never. No one ever. No one ever talked to me and told me that term was like meant that. No one ever. I never even. I thought it was a fucking like military thing. I know it was Uncle Sam, but I thought that was another fucking thing. But I didn't know
0: that. White privilege. Shut the fuck up, you <laughs> fucking asshole! Uh, so, what are you what are you looking at here? Obviously, the sp- the favorites are Kansas City minus three. So, you're taking the Tampa Bay money line. How do you see the game ultimately playing out? Do you think it's close, back and forth, a blowout? What do what you what do you seeing here?
1: Well, I mean, if you think about it, the Chiefs have a couple key players on COVID now. Uh, I mean, I'm, gr- I'm granted they'll probably end up playing because they'll probably get the rapid test and pass and all that kind of stuff. But, I mean, being out you know what i i still i still ri- i'm still riding with buccaneers and, and they think- also
0: have their their uh, tackle fisher who's gonna who's definitely not playing because i think he f- his is achilles so he's definitely not playing he got the center who's mid haircut getting the co- uh, getting the barber covid so who knows what that offensive line is i do agree with you maybe that is a question mark
1: so but it kind of plays into it and you know i'm not taking any, anything away from mahomes and uh, kelsey and and you know uh all you know, I'm sure I'm missing another key, really big name player on the Chiefs. I just Ty can't Kiel. think of him. Tyree Kill, there it is. But I mean, it, it, Tom Brady, Gronk, A. B. Evans. I it, they they do have weapons on that Buccaneers team as well that can ma- easily match them. So I, it, it's going to be a great game. Hopefully, a uh, lot
0: of scoring. But I'll still, t- t- taking the Buccaneers. I believe the over-under I am looking at right now is 56. So are you hammering the over on the Super Bowl, Dominic? I'm going to ha, ha, ha hammer the under. Oh, okay. So you're going to hammer the under, but you still think it's going to be a high-scoring game, so maybe like 28 to 27.
1: I'm going to say it, it's going to be 55 points.
0: Okay. Okay. Just right at that line. Vegas knows what they're doing now. Let's have a little bit of fun. We're going to do some prop bets. We got uh, the national anthem. Let's see if I can, I keep forgetting the woman's name. Uh, Jasmine Sullivan. She and Eric Church will be singing the national anthem. Dominic, the over under is a minute 59 seconds. So two minutes. What will they be over or under two minutes for the national anthem? I think it'll be over. I think because
1: they're they're gonna be playing some 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 instruments. They're gonna hit like a big note at the end. So I'll go with over.
0: We got breaking news, Dominic. I told you this was gonna happen. Trevor Bauer officially is going to be signing with the Dodgers. Son of a bitch! <laughs> See, you you get you're wrong even when you're speculating. Damn, hate to hate to see it. Let's see. He, oh, he put out a YouTube video. I guess that is the way he is going to announce that. So we are just completely derailing the podcast right now. What a fucking bitch! I I mean, I told you, kind of. If he wants to go the selfish route, you you go to the Dodgers, make that big bag in a year or two, and then he can stay at home. And I think that probably was the big, big. Uh, mm-hmm. Tyler, yes, we know Bowers to the Dodgers. I think that was the uh, <laughs> the big proponent of him staying, is being local and just not having to move. I think that probably was a big, big deal for him.
1: Well, I mean, I can't blame him, but I mean, but going forward, I mean, look, we don't know the terms of the deal. Maybe, it is, maybe it's a one-year deal and maybe he does it and then maybe he does go to the Mets. I mean, there, there's always... There's always what can happen throughout the year. Um, it could be like a Kevin Durant situation. Signed a two year with the, uh, he can leave after one, and then, you know, he stays on for a year or two, and then he gets he wants to leave and go somewhere else. So You never know. You never know.
0: Uh, I, I'm. It seems like the uh, the deal happened probably at the exact same time we were talking about the dog talking about Trevor Bauer. So maybe if I went on the internet and noticed it, then we could have just broke the news right there. But who cares, Trevor Bauer? breaking the internet like he wants to do. Now let's get back to the, well, real quick, Bauer to the Dodgers. Are they going to repeat now? Yes. I got to agree with you. They're the Kansas city chiefs of the MLB. They're going to repeat baby. Now let's get back into those super bowl prop bets. Uh, This one's a little selfish. Oh, well, I think we got to go back to the uh, national anthem. I said under I saw a TikTok, which you gotta believe everything you see on TikTok, except for the ones that say don't believe everything's on TikTok. That's a whole different thing. But uh, Jasmine, she sang the national anthem earlier. She was way under. And Eric Church doesn't seem like a guy who's gonna mander and kind of you know play with the notes and everything like that. Maybe a little bit of a solo, which I think that might be the the one thing that can hurt the over or hurt the under. But I'm gonna go with the under. Wait, wait, wait what?
1: What's what's the start and finish? at the very first note or if like if they do like an intro to it like what is the t- time to start and the time to stop like what's the how do they determine I would, that
0: i would probably i don't know that's what i need to i don't know if it's like the first note they like if eric church like strums as a guitar i think that's when it starts but if there's background music and then they sing does it start if there's a flyover
1: does the flyover count as part of the
0: of the well, of mean, the song i would probably say no but usually the flight doesn't the flight no the flyover happens at the end so who knows uh then we got some uh, announcing prop bets the uh the patriots how much do you think how much do you think the patriots and or bill belichick will be mentioned will it be mentioned more than about two and a half times throughout the whole game or yes. just the opening that is that is the prop oh, bet that fuck,
1: I fucking more hell of fucking more
0: and that's why i can't that's why i bet that that is just easy money right there then go to the coin toss dominic heads or tails what are you calling all
1: right let me flip a coin real quick because i have the slightest idea all right we're gonna go heads for heads and man, was a coin fucking something, bitch come on all right heads for heads tails for tails flip the coin and
0: it is heads i'll go heads oh there we go so Dominic, you heard it here first, folks. If you're betting, if you're prop betting, we got the heads on that one. Um, MVP winner. The favorites are Mahomes, Brady. Then it goes Kelsey Hill, Leonard Fournette, Chris Godwin, and it just kind of falls off. So, obviously, the quarterbacks are the favorites. I'm just going to ask you this, Dominic. MVP, quarterback or other?
1: Quarterback.
0: And then I'll fade you. I will go. Other, I don't exactly know uh who it'll be. Maybe it'll be a defensive play. But maybe Tom Brady gets those three interceptions, but this time it's like the same player, or he gets two of the three interceptions. Um, we, we did this last year, we got the uh, the Gatorade. What will the color be for the old Gatorade? I'm trying to scroll down to see if I can find it really orange. Quick. Dominic is hammering the, the orange. I forget what I know we did this last year. I think I'm going once again with the classic lime green. I I think Dominic went with the red. The red is one of the uh, red and purple. Red's never happened before in the Bowl, So that's something to keep an eye out on. And I think purple is the, uh, the biggest underdog. Oh, here we go. So the favorite is orange. So Dominic taking the chalk there. Uh, I got the next uh, red is the next favorite. Then it goes classic. Then, uh, clear water blue, and then the super underdog is purple. We will see. We- I got a question for
1: you. Do, like, do you ever like doing these prop bets? Do you ever like re- like think about like the if there's a time where you know you're like you get hard, let's say you get hired on the the Chiefs staff or something like that, and you're like, fuck, I always bet classic lime green. I'm gonna fucking put lime green in this fucking container, and if we win. I'm dumping this shit. Like, do you ever like get like that? You know. Like, oh, if I made it to the Super Bowl, I would fucking purposely do it this way.
0: I would not be shocked if there is some inside trading on this. I mean, there has to be someone who has a friend of a friend that puts a big money on the Gatorade dump and tells Travis Kelsey that if you know which color is which, go for this one. But then what happens if the offense is on the field and he can't do anything about it? You got to kind of get a defensive and an offensive guy in on it.
1: True, or you just say click. You know, he just goes. You know what? You know, if you're cool, you drink purple Gatorade, and then you know, Andy reads like if drinking purple Gatorade's cool, consider me Miles Davis or something like that. You know,
0: mm-hmm. what will be, what will be mentioned first, Dominic? Tom Brady's tenth Super Bowl or his age? Super Bowl. That is the favorite. What will happen first? A sack or a touchdown? Touchdown. That is the favorite, but I will go with a sack um i don't know i'm just kind of flaming through all of this uh oh here we go this is a fun one who will the super bowl mvp mention first in his speech teammates god or jesus city coach owner family or friends or doesn't mention anybody of the above
1: i got a feeling if you know if you win it you go first i want to thank my family for you know, believe in my dream, you know, so go Family. I'm
0: going to go with I'm going to go with Jesus. Praise, praise thee. Uh, will we get a fan running out onto the field? I hope. No. I hope not, especially with only 22,000 fans and most of them being uh, vaccinated healthcare workers. I, I think they're smart enough not to do that. And then this is the only one that I, this is the only prop bet, the other prop bet that I bet that we haven't talked about. Will there be, a pass attempt from someone other than Brady or Mahomes. I have it at over two and a half of pass attempts or person attempting a pass. So that's just be one person other than Brady or Mahomes, theoretically, Dominic. Will we get either a backup in the game, a trick play? just have, has, has to be one play. It doesn't have to be multiple. Just one person <sighs> throws a pass other than those two. No. I'm going to go with yes mainly because i bet on it but it's andy reed it's the super bowl he's going to pull out some weird fucking shit i'm gonna go travis kelsey on an option shovel pass oh ooh. well ooh, a shuffle pass though that's all it has to be it doesn't have to be a 20 yard bomb all he has to do is just underhanded forward it can be a, can be a wildcat pop pass i'm still gonna say no all, right. all then dominic any any random things, maybe some stats you want to throw out there? Tom Brady, Pat, I mean, you kind of said it. You think, Pat, Tom Brady, over, under 350 yards?
1: I say it's under, but just just barely un- under that. So, I mean, I definitely think he'll hit 300 for sure, but do I think 350? I mean, I think it'll be just under 350, but he's still going to win the fucking
0: game. What about Patty Mahomes? you think he he uh, slings a little more?
1: I think he's I I think he's more likely to throw it further, but it's going to be a little the the catching is going to be a little less at, uh, on 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 point. So that's why he'll throw it further, but not going to get catched.
0: Okay, hopefully you guys wrote all of those prop bets down so you can hold us accountable. I'll be held, holding myself accountable because I got some money thrown on it. Maybe Dominic throws some money down because uh, you know studio audience isn't here, so he can he can be a degenerate I gambler just, if he wants.
1: I mean, I wish I I mean I did get paid, but I do not know I don't know where to go. And, you I can know, be your,
0: I like, mean I can be your bookie,
1: and then just family the money.
0: Mm-hmm. And if you want, I mean, sure. I mean, how much money did you put down? I was gonna put two hundred, but then my credit card. <laughs> but, but then my credit card got declined, so then I can only put a hundred. hundred bucks. Damn. I I can spare it. Fuck it. Oh fuck! Here we go. Maybe we'll uh we'll put. Well, I guess we can't put on the socials because then she'll see it and she'll get angry. Yeah. Or I can just this lie just, and say it was all me.
1: This is, no. This is just under the table, you and me, because I'm not trying to fucking have to explain that shit to her.
0: Okay, we'll uh we'll work out the deets after the podcast you know we need to hurry the fuck up it's going way too long well we forgot to uh, do this before the podcast or before the the thing but uh, that will conclude the entire nfl season of picks. okay you kind of cut out i thought you're going to i thought like it cut out when he said picks but you're just really emphasizing the dominic you're trying to hammer the over on this i think you get some (laughs) money Money on that. Now uh, we finish one jingle. Do we have to do another jingle or does no one love us and no one sends us in any emails or questions?
1: (sighs) That, Brandon,
0: the streak of Mr. X's questions of the week has died. Damn. Hate to see it. We will uh, possibly check back in with Mr. X at the end of the podcast, but now let's get on in to the world of professional wrestling. We have a lot of uh, deals and releases to talk about. Uh, We got two releases that happened over the past week. Uh, Lars Sullivan, he has been released. This actually took place last month. Uh, Seems that he will not be wrestling ever again. He's going to quit the business. Definitely a rocky road He was an NXT. I remember we saw him at a house show in San Jose. I was very impressed by him. I thought he could have been a big, big deal, but then some personal things came out. He took a leave of absence, debuted, had a major anxiety attack, returned, got injured. Then he got brought back to uh, SmackDown, did some weird interviews with Michael Cole. And then it came out that he was kind of, you know, sliding the DMS of some woman who didn't really want anything to do with him. And now he gets released. So just kind of a, a rough story, and unsurprisingly, it comes to an end.
1: You know, in life, even I mean, Brandon, you 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 have a job, and I'm sure you got some coworkers there that you can't stand, or you might even say you wish we get fired, or you know, stuff like that. But when it comes down to it, you never want to see someone lose their job, especially when you can identify with them in such a way. Because I do suffer from anxiety. You know, it it, it can get triggered at any moment. I can literally be driving to work and I can freak out. Like it's terrible. So on that retrospect, I do feel for him, but I mean, when you're caught red handed and doing some, you know, saying some things and DMing girls and stuff like that, like it it looks bad on the company. You got to remember WWE is publicly traded. So maybe it's easier to cut ties Just say good luck somewhere else. But he did release a statement that WWE was very, very nice with him during everything and took care of him and was respectful. So, you know, they did part ways nicely. So, good luck, Lars.
0: They definitely gave him, I think, more than enough chances. And I mean, I agree with you. I show sympathy for him. Mental health is no joke. And uh, I mean, kind of sometimes in the wrestling business and sports in general, I think we don't kind of talk about or acknowledge enough about mental health and the pressure that it puts on everyone. And uh, I mean, maybe he just wasn't cut out to be in the business. It happens to a lot of people and it just kind of unfortunately happened to him on a, on a bigger scale. So, you know, wish the best of luck on Lars. Hopefully he can get better, get everything right. And another release that happened uh, yesterday, Steve Cutler, former forgotten sons, member, he has been released. It came out that he tested positive for COVID alongside his girlfriend Diana Perrazzo in January, and there's some rumors that possibly that led to him getting some heat. But uh, he has been released. We uh, last saw, time we saw him, he was a henchman, a goon, or whatever uh, part of uh, King Corbin. He was working with him. Uh, you know, he was with. The Forgotten Sons kind of fell off. He was with NXT. Never really, you know, maybe reached the heights he thought he could or wanted to. But uh, he's released, and maybe he goes on and works on the Indies, Impact, AEW, something, and kind of uh, maybe maybe make a name for himself.
1: Is he the one that what uh, that got in trouble with wrestler uh, WWE superstar wrestlers no, he, because
0: he's not the maga guy? Oh, okay. Maybe Jackson Riker, the guy with Elias.
1: Oh, okay. Um, it's okay. I, he... I, I, I get
0: those two confused all the time. Yeah,
1: yeah, Hate to see it, you know, like, 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 like I, like I just said, don't want to see someone lose their job, but, you know, maybe it's better for him to go work somewhere else where he can actually work, and you
0: know, go back to Impact,
1: you know, be be with be with your girl, you know, have some fun, be the next
0: it couple. They can be the next it couple. Uh, we have two releases, but we also have a resigning Cesaro has signed a new deal with WWE. Uh, we learned a couple days ago that his deal is expiring, I believe after WrestleMania or in April, and he has signed a new deal. Cesaro, obviously one of the most talented wrestlers, I think still in the world, despite being up there in age selfishly, I kind of wanted him to leave just to see what he can do. Cesaro, one of those guys that everyone wishes better of him. He's had, you know, spurts. He had a little bit of a push on SmackDown and, uh, yeah, he's with the company. Also, Rey Mysterio has resigned. So two kind of veteran guys. You don't see them really getting to the top. But I, I think it's just more of a comfort thing. Resign with WWE. You know, you're going to get a lot of money, especially with the pandemic right now. You, you don't know what the future will hold. I
1: mean, I, I really hope Cesaro eventually will get to the top. I think that he can. Um, he can't be the guy. That's why I don't understand. People, you know, I don't know if it's Vince or. Hunter, whoever that don't see him as a top guy, but he definitely can be um, that that type of guy. Um, when it comes to Mysterio, I don't know why the fuck he's back. He, you know, he, he doesn't really need to do much anymore. I mean, maybe he's there just for Dominic. Maybe he's to do a producer role. I don't know, but you know, Cesaro definitely needs to get the top of the mountain before he retires or or leaves. Mysterio. I don't give a fuck.
0: I would love to see Cesaro do something, but I feel like he's one of those guys that has been defined down so much that it's kind of hard to rebuild him that much. I mean, you can see Drew, but at least Drew came back. He left, came back and was better than ever. But Cesaro, I think at the age he's at right now, he's, probably not going to want to do that. Just take the money. And then Mysterio on the other hand, I think it is more, he's Dominic's with the company. Don't want to leave, ruffle any feathers politically, stay with them, make your money. He's done everything. There's really nothing else I think Mysterio can do uh, in his career. That's going to, you know, I, I don't even know what that would be like. If he goes to AEW, like cool, maybe he makes a little bit more money or can be creatively fulfilled, but then politically that might hurt Dominic and, everything like that in the future. Now, before we finish off with some wrestling news, we got some more Trevor Bauer details coming out. The deal is three years, $102 million. There is an opt-out after the 2021 and 2022 season. He will be making $40 million and $45 million in the next two seasons. So what I said, very high-paying deal. There is an opt-out after this year. If something or another doesn't work out or something, But uh, I I told you, the bag was in L.A., and he's getting the bag. Good for
1: him. Can't really complain.
0: Hashtag analysis. Now, finally, John Cena has told the press that he will not be at WrestleMania. Right now, he is filming in, I believe, Vancouver for an HBO Max series. And with the quarantine rules and everything of that nature, he says it's just not mathematically possible to be at WrestleMania. He is going to be there, I believe, until July. You could do, you could bring WWE to him and film something, but that's just, I think, is too much of a headache and everything. Uh, so, no John Cena this year. We have, I mean, we technically saw him in that WrestleMania announcement thing, but we have not officially really seen him since that Firefly Funhouse at last year's WrestleMania. I mean, I think it would be
1: cool if they did actually do something with John, maybe. If you do a cinematic uh, match, you can kind of cinematic. Oh, I thought you said like a cinematic. Cinnamon. He's a cinematic. Uh, If you do a cinematic. God damn you. I hate you for that. Now I can't say cinematic. Match. Whatever. It would be cool. You know, if you do something with Bray and he, you know, they can, maybe they can film something with John. He's kind of like, what the fuck am I doing? You know, like you can kind of like accidentally like teleport him there or something like that, you know, that would be kind of cool. But, you know, John clearly is a little older, doing a little more acting stuff. So can't, I, I'm not I'm, I'm happy for John.
0: There's nothing really that jumps off the page for me uh, with Cena. I mean, you know, there's some newer people like I brought up the idea of him wrestling. Drew, I think that could have been fun. Uh, Roman as a heel. John Cena's a baby face. I don't know if that's going to work out with the fans. But um, I, I think having seen a step away, be gone for a little bit, maybe you know, get everyone to love him again and get the nostalgia running. I think uh, Cena, I think he'll be back next year's WrestleMania for sure. Now let's get into wait. Does
1: wait, wait, wait? When he comes back, does he finally break Ric Flair's world title record?
0: I think that's something that's that's probably going to happen. I, I mean, unless the the movie career like really, really takes off and he doesn't want to commit to a too long-term of a plan unless it's like a cane where he wins it and then loses it on raw the next day. But then I just feel like for Cena, if that is his last title reign, that is kind of lackluster, at least hold it for like what the rock did from rumble to mania.
1: That was just something that, that came to my mind. So
0: now let's get into the recap. We're going to talk about the Royal rumble a little bit, uh, mainly just cover uh, the two rumble matches. We had the women's rumble match winning Being won by Bianca Belair, she entered at number three, goes all the way to the end, uh, building off of the impressive performance she had in 2022. Her and Rhea Ripley go back and forth for a couple minutes. I thought a really good ending sequence with Bianca dumping Rhea for the win. Bianca Belair was the popular choice by a lot of people, and she ended up winning. Uh, Seemingly, Sasha and Bianca Belair Uh, two black women in the one of the main events of WrestleMania really, really big deal. I thought the match was really good. Had some fun, uh, you know, appearances by some veterans, Victoria, Jillian Hall, Tori Wilson of the elk. Dominic, what was your thoughts on the women's Royal Rumble? Um,
1: Granted, I didn't get to watch it because I was uh, caught up with some personal family matters, but I did go back and watch some of the match and I think the biggest thing I popped for was Victoria just because she is one of my favorite female competitors of all time. Um, And I feel like she's she's
0: one of those ones that just gets overlooked. Like they all talk about Trish and Lita and I mean, it's usually just Trish and Lita, but then they've brought back some of the other ones. I think Victoria, whether because she was with TNA, I think a lot of people or WWE rather just doesn't really acknowledge her. I think as much as they should.
1: and, And that's probably true, but I, I've, I always loved her. I love the widow's peak. I think that's such a devastating move. And, you know, the setup for it and everything was so cool. And she not only was she good looking, she she had the athletic ability as well. But um, biggest pop for me was Victoria.
0: But the biggest Built. pop of the entire night was in the men's Royal Rumble, Dominic. And do you know who returned? Uh, hurricane. Stand back. There's a hurricane coming through.
1: Oh God! You guys are so excited for that. I
0: was so excited. I mean, I know we saw the Hurricane in the Matt Hardy Cinnamon match with uh, Sammy, Sammy Sammy Guevara, but uh, I mean, seeing the Hurricane, hearing the music, oh, the pop on the Zoom call was phenomenal. We, you were there for that, right? And could you hear? Yeah, I was there for that
1: because uh, I think Tyler had him right, and he was like. Oh yeah, stand back, and then like he got eliminated. And so he was like, "Well, fuck."
0: Well, he he did he did the gimmick in from two thousand two where he was. I forget who did he try to choke? Slim was like Uh, Stone Cold. No, but I'm saying like in this years.
1: Yeah, it was. Yeah, I think it was Biggie and Lashley. And
0: then they just dump him. Shout out to the Hurricane Shane Helms, you know, Goat, friend of the podcast, and unfortunately he did not win. But a, a veteran did win, and that was Edge. It was announced on backstage that he was going to enter number two but then he got for some reason bumped up to number one goes the distance so now him Shawn michaels and he who shall not be named has done the feat Chris Benoit. there you go he wins the royal rumble edge kind of doing the roman reigns shtick where he didn't do too too much in the match but uh, he wins and it sets up very interesting to where he could fit He could go, I think, either or Raw or SmackDown. Yes, we'll talk about him in NXT. I don't think that is the possible route. The buzz is he is likely to go to SmackDown to face Roman for the universal title.
1: You know, and also I'm 50 bucks,
0: richer. Yeah, luckily Dominic had both one and two, so there was no controversy on the whole Edge coming out thing, which I think officially if it came down to it, I would have counted it as number one because he officially entered at number one. Just saying.
1: I would be fucking pissed if I had two then.
0: Well, you had both of them. So congratulations, Dominic, getting 50 bucks. See, you can turn that gambling money in, you know, you, you turn the 10 into 50. Then you turn the 50 into 100 and then 100. This is how you go down a rabbit hole of gambling.
1: Well, if we don't hurry up, I'm not going to be able to bet. So let's. Let's move along right, right into raw, right into whatever we fucking the A.W. Let's go and do with me.
0: At, well, I mean, we're, we're going to, I was going to talk about raw, just a tiny, tiny bit edge cuts a promo uh, on Drew McIntyre. Sheamus is there as well. And uh, edge, I think did a phenomenal job cutting two really great promos in the span of, what was it 72 hours. And uh, then Sheamus broke kicks Drew McIntyre. So they set up that match. Do you, as I said, I think it's going to be edge. Roman Reigns, they're setting up Sheamus and McIntyre. Do you think they're going to stretch that all the way out to Mania? Is that more of a elimination chamber fast lane thing? What do you see them going with that?
1: I definitely think it's a pay-per-view before Mania, but I think it's just to get McIntyre you know, some some time out there. But I don't know. So if Edge does go to Roman, who does McIntyre face? I don't want to see Sheamus just because – I mean, granted, I guess you can kind of say Ireland versus Scotland, you know, and stuff like that, or whatever, but I mean, looking at it, there's not, I don't really see a single active wrestler who would be, that would fit that, uh, That I guess, that main event picture of WrestleMania. I mean, unless you can think of somebody. I
0: mean, the only one that kind of came to mind was Keith Lee. We kind of did it a little bit at the beginning of the year. Uh, Mia Yim had covid so obviously with her and him being partners that was going to throw a wrench into things i would assume he was going to be in the royal rumble and be somewhat competitive but he wasn't in there at all and i i mean unless you got to go to the nxt route and maybe take damian priest but he's more like a baby face right now with the bad bunny connection uh, i, I kind of hope they don't stretch it all the way out till wrestlemania i think the only way they could do that is maybe Seamus like kind of gets the Braun Strowman treatment where he gets suspended for doing something. And then he comes back. Braun. He debuted on, he returned on SmackDown, was in the rumble. So maybe he stays on SmackDown. You could have Braun as a heel going against drew. Do not want to see the fiend anywhere near the title pitcher. No, it's uh, there's
1: one, one person we're not talking about right now. And that is Bork Lesnar. <laughs> it still makes me giggle. Bork laser. Bork. There you go. Big pop for Bork laser. <laughs> I
0: don't know why
1: (laughs) it's so funny. (laughs) It's fucking hilarious to me. But where, I mean, he's out there. I mean, do you see him maybe have a run in that fast lane or elimination chamber and, you know, sets up
0: him and Drew? He's out there. It's always a possibility. You got the NBC money now. But, I mean, kind of been there. I feel like it's, you know, been there, done that. I know you want to maybe do it again in front of a crowd. But, I mean, with, with Brock, I feel like, There's so much more you could do with him, but it's just, does he want to do that stuff? And if he just wants to show up, do a spear and a suplex, and then go home, I mean, make your money, because if people are willing to pay you for that, then congratulations. All right, moving on. Uh, The main event of Raw was Edge versus Orton. I think they just wanted to tie a bow on that to just kind of address that feud. Edge can move on. He beats Orton with some distractions with Alexa Bliss having some some black goo coming out of her mouth. She's all creepy. Ooh. Uh, so I would assume this means the edge Orton feud is done for now. And we're continuing with Orton and the fiend. I know we haven't talked too much about that, but what do you think of the Orton fiend thing is going?
1: I mean, I think it shouldn't go anywhere else, but if it does end up at WrestleMania, I'm fine with it. Another match where a fiend can go on top. Finally.
0: Do you think we're uh, it's kind of the fiend, especially at this point, do you think we're going to get a cinnamon match?
1: Most likely, and we'll probably most likely. Uh, maybe maybe Bray turns into like an Undertaker type where you see him a few times a year, but mainly at WrestleMania.
0: Okay, okay, okay. Now let's move on into the world of NXT. Dominic, if you would like to mute your microphone because we can hear you watching television in the background. Thank you very much. Uh, NXT, we continue on with the Women's Dusty Cup. Uh, Dakota Kai and Raquel Gonzalez go up against Casey Catanzaro and Caden Carter. Kai and Gonzalez get the dub here. They move on to the finals. They will face the winner of Shotzi and Ember Moon against uh, Candice LeRae and Indy Hartwell, Indy Wrestling. I would assume this means they're kind of tipping their hand here with Shotzi and Ember winning because I don't think you want to have two top heel groups going up against each other in the Dusty Cup. Uh, matchup was thought it was okay. Uh, Casey, I think as, as long as she's been in the company, still kind of rough. I know she's kind of, I, I almost kind of equate her to Naomi. She's kind of too athletic for her own good. She kind of does some things that don't look good or she doesn't execute properly, but she can execute properly in practice. Uh, yeah. So your thoughts, we found, we get the first finalist for the women's dusty cup.
1: Matt be that it's coming down to these three teams. I think they're both deserving to be the first winners. And you know whoever I mean, I would okay, I would be okay to have two heel teams, but that's just me. I don't know about you.
0: Then we get Austin Theory. Speaking of the way, taking on uh, Leo Leon Ruff, and uh, Austin Theory gets the win here. I mean, match was all right. I mean, Ruff, you know, he had the underdog story a few months ago, but uh, kind of fell into place. Now he's kind of that lovable babyface jobber with a chance, I guess. Dominic, you're muted. Yeah,
1: I was trying to get out of the fucking living room where, you know, watching TV. Jeez. Oh, sorry. Was someone doing their chores? No, someone was trying to get some fucking flavor of India in their belly, dog. Jeez.
0: Hell and good. Austin Theory and Leon Ruff, they uh, also use this to kind of have Shotzi, uh, you know, Team Shotzi and Team Candace go back and forth and they get a little interaction there.
1: I think I like Austin Theory. Um, the thing that stuck out the most to me, which I don't know if you're going to mention it, but with Dexter Loomis pulling his hair, like, is that, I mean, are we going to have Loomis in theory now? I mean, I kind of don't really want to see that.
0: I mean, as much as I'm not a big fan of Loomis, i much rather have it Loomis in theory than Loomis, uh, Gargano, and Kushida, which it doesn't look like they're going that route. They're going to have the match for the North American title singles as of this moment, so I'm happy about that uh, theory. I still think he has some upside. I mean, he's so young that it's kind of hard to critique him and judge him too, too much and, like, stamp him that he's going to be a failure or anything like that. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I think having Austin and Indy kind of be under the wings of Candace and Joe, uh, Johnny, I think uh, it's a it's a good little, little faction they got going over there. Then in the men's Dusty Cup, we got LDP taking on LHP. That would be Legado del Fantasma. Defeating Lucha House Party and they move on. MSK comes out after the fact, cuts a little promo on LDP. I mean, I thought MSK was a little bit annoying, a little overbearing for my liking, but, uh, yeah, you know, setting up the next round of matches.
1: I mean, is this it safe to say MSK is going to win? I mean, come on. They're the hottest tag team coming out of, well, Impact to me is still Indies. So coming out of the Indies to the NXT and, you know, they're the hot commodity is it safe to say they're going to win
0: i think msk definitely is a a solid contender to win i think they're going to make it to the finals uh they really like uh, uh, thatcher and chomp i could see them possibly make it to the finals having them two guys uh face off and kind of having thatcher and chompa be in the pseudo heels in that match because they do uh, you know nxt loves to have their dusty cup uh have two singles guys As their champion. So we will have to stay tuned about that. Speaking of some singles, guys, we got the top guys Finn Balor, Pete Dunn have a little stare down talking about their match. And Edge makes his NXT debut, comes out, and he says he sees a lot of Pete Dunn in him, or sees a lot of himself in Pete Dunn. And then he Put over Balor, saying it's really special to see what a guy like he was in the zone like you are. And Edge says, "I've done a lot of things in this business, but one thing I haven't done is win that. I can choose whoever I want, and this match is very intriguing. And possibly after Saint Valentine or not, uh, whatever Vengeance Day, maybe I'll uh, challenge whoever the NXT champion is at WrestleMania.
1: If he challenges Finn Balor for the NXT title at WrestleMania, is that going to be?" Kind of the, the the pseudo thing to do now is whoever win, whoever whatever main roster wins the War Rumble will go to NXT to face the champion because I feel like since Charlotte did it now it's kind of like a regular thing now
0: you know. Well, with Charlotte doing it last year, I think they're just gonna play off of that and be like, "Oh, Charlotte did it last year. Maybe Edge will do it." I I don't see it really happening. It is an intriguing match. I would like to see Edge and Finn have a match one day and see what they can do but i do feel the more intriguing story is edge going after the smackdown championship a a title he never lost go after roman roman's the big bad heel and i think at that point at at this moment it seems like roman is going to win but i think they're going to tell a compelling enough story to have people maybe myself talk themselves into thinking edge will win the title at wrestlemania
1: OK, I mean, because, you know, he vacated it. So, I mean, to me, he's still champion.
0: There you go. Then we get Tony Storm taking on uh, Cam- Jenny, Jenny, Camellia or whatever. Uh, no contest. We have Tony Storm and Mercedes Martinez with the run in. And this time after the, the brawl, Io Shirai is the one standing tall after Tony stood tall last week. So this means next week Mercedes Martinez will get the better of the three women, right?
1: Mm, most likely
0: we have a cruiserweight championship match. Santos, don't call him Pablo Escobar, takes on Kurt Stallion, and he successfully defends his cruiserweight championship. You know, good enough match. They were really kind of pushing Stallion over the last couple of weeks. His promo work still, I think, needs some work. Uh, but Karrion Cross comes out, kind of destroys uh, Santos or Escobar's minions, and he kind of dismissively tells Escobar to walk along, you know, move along possibly setting him a match but i think interestingly they're really not putting him anywhere near the nxt title picture and i've seen on the internet that possibly crosses on the fast track to the main roster
1: i'm sorry I, I totally just read something that kind of blew my mind and like it totally could come true but um what just blew your mind down the people need to know where the fuck is samoa joe maybe he comes and challenges roman reigns because you know I mean, they're not part of the same family, but, you know, whose family is better, you know? Be kind of cool.
0: I mean, Samoa Joe is the commentator for Raw. You could have this big moment of Samoa Joe, like, stepping out from the commentary table to challenge Drew. Or Drew saying, like, I've beaten everybody, and Samoa Joe says, you haven't beaten me. You know, Joe is kind of like the babyface, I think, with heelish tendencies, on uh, Rob, but I think people have kind of grown to love him. So, uh, I mean, it's going to be interesting to see if that is the route, how they would play that up. But, I mean, Samoa Joe getting a, a title match at WrestleMania, maybe even the main event because it's two nights. I mean, that'd be something I, I wouldn't have seen coming if you told me at the beginning of the year. Or, I guess, last year, especially.
1: I want to see it happen. So WWE, give Samoa Joe a title shot and give him
0: the fucking strap dog. Okay, not only putting him in the main event, but putting him over. Dominic, look at that. Push him to the moon. We get the main event of NXT. Timothy Thatcher and Tommaso Ciampa defeat Undisputed Era for the Dusty Cup tournament. Uh Yeah, I mean, they get the win. Good for them. I thought it was a solid, really fun tag team match here.
1: You know, I... I'm a little disappointed because I love seeing Undisputed Era in the Dusty Cup and winning it all the time and stuff, but I understand why Thatcher and Ciampa had to get it. Great match, great technical wrestling, you know, just all around great,
0: great match. Great, great match. And then moving on to AEW Dynamite, they kick it off with I guess kind of a tag team match, Dominic. It is the tag. Oh. It is the tag team battle royal, and the winners are Chris Jericho and MJF. They will challenge the Young Bucks for a title for the titles at a later date. I assume uh, the Young Bucks were kind of, I wouldn't maybe like the top story of the match going into it. If they won, they can challenge whoever they want, and then they just kind of got dumped unceremoniously, Matt gets back body dropped and then Nick gets eliminated kind of midway through the match. So one of the bigger storylines just kind of ends abruptly. I thought uh, Good Brothers kind of involved, but not directly. Uh, we got some little stories told throughout, which I kind of enjoyed. And then the, kind of the big one, I think, at the end was the inner circle maybe falling apart a little bit with Chris Jericho accidentally on purpose, eliminating Sam Guevara. And top uh, one of the top flight guys made it to the final three final two and chris jericho hits a judas effect for the Dubski.
1: brandon when are we going to see the inner circle implode because i want to see chris jericho just tear it up by himself
0: well sammy has always been kind of the guy who didn't believe uh, mjf had a little promo last week and then jericho and mjf wanted to celebrate and, you know, the other guys, all the other team members were kind of down in the dumps because they lost. Sammy kind of challenged Chris Jericho saying, you know, you say, well, you know, we're winning, but it's usually always you. That's the one winning. We don't do anything. And MJF tries to give the guys a little pep talk, but we didn't see it because Wardlow pushed the cameraman out. So just kind of something to keep an eye on. And uh, I think Sammy is maybe the leader of the revolution. If one wants to say that, I don't know if it's going to be solo, or if he's going to bring some people with him. Move on. Okay. Uh, Britt Baker takes on Thunder Rosa, and she gets the win after uh, Thunder Rosa bangs her head against an exposed turnbuckle, and Baker puts the lockjaw on for the win. Uh, Thunder Rosa, you know, didn't tap out, kind of a, a fluky finish, but I thought the action in between was really, really good. This is the
1: first time I would say in a while that I actually was interested in a AEW women's division match. Not trying to say... Okay, they, they've sucked over the past couple weeks, but this match, fairly good.
0: I mean, I think we've seen with Britt Baker, she's not the best wrestler in the world, but we she is a good enough promo. She's been in, I would maybe say, like, the best women's storylines with Big Swole and now Thunder Rosa in Dynamite's history to where you you finally get, you tell a cohesive story, you get to the match, and actually makes the match a little bit better, even though maybe the work isn't, you know, on tier with the men's or with some of the best women's work in the world. And I think we're going to get another match. We have the women's eliminator tournament. We have the Japanese side and the American side. Very, very excited to see some of those Japanese women's wrestlers. I'm not caught up on the Joshi wrestling, like maybe I should be, but uh, I've seen some people kind of comment and be very excited to see uh, what these women can do. Uh, The Japanese side, I believe, will be taped in Japan, so it's going to be kind of its own thing, and then they're going to, I think, come to a head at Revolution. And I would assume we're going to see maybe Britt Baker versus Thunder Rosa in the semifinals slash finals of the American side of the bracket. Can't wait
1: to see it. I know those uh, Japanese wrestlers are pretty freaking badass and hardcore, so I wouldn't be surprised if we have a Japanese winner of this elimination tournament
0: tournament tournament uh hangman adam page and matt hardy team up to take on chaos project avenging negative one's birthday celebration that was ruined by the chaos project it was a fairly quick match hangman hits the buckshot but hardy tagged himself in to get the victory in the in t- the payday kind of weird you know i don't know exactly where they're going with this
1: uh, yeah it didn't feel very it felt really awkward to watch that. Like, you know, if the whole storyline, if it's Matt trying to win over Adam page, it didn't really go over too well. So it was weird.
0: Uh, Yeah. Speaking of weird, we had the wedding of Penelope Ford and Kip Sabian. We had the sinister minister being, uh, I don't even know what to call it. The lead. And we had Miro, the best man, Charles, the butler, and, uh, yeah, I mean, it was a segment. It's a stereotypical wrestling wedding. And I, I don't want to say it was the worst thing ever on Dynamite, but uh, I think it, there's a conversation for it.
1: I definitely agree. And I did see the uh, the resemblance in Lana's marriage to Lashley where she got caked and then Penelope also got caked. So, you know, I want her, you know...
0: Is it a coincidence? I don't think so. I liked how they had the big, you know, life-size present, and then they do the okey-doke to where there's no one in there. It's like, okay, maybe they're going to do something different. And then they don't do anything different because Orange Cassidy was in the cake. Kind of ruled my eyes. I, I'm waiting or kind of just hoping for Miro to just turn and destroy somebody and just be on his own and be a killer. But maybe that's just not what he wants to do. He wants to be the fun loving Miro day guy.
1: Yeah, well, he ain't going to be shit on the ND scene. I'm sorry. He's going to regret just not taking the paycheck and staying with WWE and waiting for his turn.
0: Is he just waiting for his moment for Lana to become a, a free agent? Or are we going to get CJ Perry and, and Miro? I hope not. <laughs> Uh, Lance Archer takes on Eddie Kingston in a lumberjack match. Archer gets the win. Uh, you know, good hard-hitting action. Nothing too over the top, but uh, Archer gets his win back after Eddie Kingston just you know cheats his way through it last week. Oh, you know, good, good, solid stuff here, and uh, maybe the end of the Archer Kingston feud.
1: Yeah, can't complain. They're they're both you know reliable workers. Great match.
0: Then we get the announcement that the mixed tag of Shaq and Jade will take on Cody and Red Velvet on March 3rd, 2021. I believe that is an episode of Dynamite. We are finally getting the match. I think obviously it was supposed to be Cody and Brandy, but the pregnancy kind of threw everything for a loop. And we're getting the match. We all just kind of thought was going to happen. I had faith Cody was going to tell a nice story, but it's kind of just like a celebrity match for the sake of a celebrity match.
1: Yeah, and Shaq going on inside the NBA, inside, uh, inside, was it inside the NBA, inside TNT, whatever it's fucking called on, whatever it's it called? I believe it's inside the NBA. Okay. And doing this little, uh, it, it, it fucking, I don't know if it's because of his voice and yeah, he sounds so fucking deep, or if it's just like, I feel it's so, I'm going to use the F word, it's so fake, because... He's like, you You want me to wrestle? Chuck, Chuck, you want me to wrestle? It's on. D- done. It's done. Doing it. Doing it. It's like, it
0: It just felt fucking fake as fuck. When they had the sit down with Shaq and Brandy, I, I liked how Shaq came across. You know, he was kind of serious. I'm mean, definitely more serious than in that atmosphere of inside the NBA. And I was like, okay, you know, I can kind of see where they're going. Shaq It is kind of weird because he was acting heelish, but Shaq is a baby face. And then you bring him on, you know, with his peers and it, it always just kind of the same thing. When you get these guys, you know, these celebrities in wrestling, it's almost kind of like it's, you know, fantasy camp. And he was just kind of having a little too much fun with it. And they, you know, it was played for laughs. I mean, I kind of agree on the same terms you were saying. I, you know, I, I understand, you know, it's fake and it's, it's a, probably a fun time for Shaq, but I just feel like, especially because AEW is so different and more sports, more serious oriented that when you have especially just kind of putting that in aew dynamite it does kind of take you out of the moment
1: you know and i'm i don't expect shaq to be fucking hitting moonsaults and fucking you know german suplexes and shit but you know i i do want to see you know a wrestling match so i do expect him to take some bumps i don't want him just to be this you know grizzly mammoth just fucking just having cody i mean i expect cody to get bounced off but you know i i just don't know where how my what i expect and what i'm gonna get i know it's gonna become completely different but how different it's it's gonna piss me off probably
0: i will say they ran a little hype package for jay just kind of her working out i I really enjoyed that i thought that was fantastic kind of just building her up as a monster but going to the match itself, I think we've I talked about this already. I just don't see where the work is going to come from. You have Cody and Shaq, which, you know, Cody, by far the best wrestler in this entire foursome. But then it's like, do you really want to expose Shaq? I don't think he's going to be doing too much. And then Jade and Red Velvet, they're inexperienced. I've never seen Jade wrestle Red Velvet. I mean, she was okay. But I, I feel like you just got to get in, get out, have like eight minutes, build to a, a, a Shaq hot tag or something. And then he does some moves and we just get the fuck out of here and red velvet loses to jade hopefully that will happen maybe that will happen we get ftr cutting a promo uh, in the tra- in a trailer or something they kind of talk about how they you know were missed out on their opportunity to be in the battle Royal. they're the number one you know they should be the ones to challenge for the titles blah 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 doing the whole what was me thing uh from the heels perspective and they you know they're trying to say like we're not that bad people but i guess we got to do bad things now and they kidnap uh marco stunt in the babyface turn of the year
1: i'm so sad that 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 whole promo was fucking amazing and i missed it
0: it was an amazing i mean totally i i know they kind of broke him off from uh ty dillinger the fuck is his real name is but uh, uh he's been doing phenomenal work with ftr i think They've been doing great stuff and you do kind of got to put the stuff on ice with the young bucks. It was such a, a big feud just a few months ago. You don't want to just go right to the rematch. I think you're going to want to, you know, span it out, maybe build it to double nothing or maybe even longer than that. If the young bucks lose to MJF and Jericho and uh, yeah, I mean, they're doing great stuff. I'm really enjoying just this secondary tag uh, tag team feud with FTR and Jurassic express. See, It's not that hard. You can have more than one women's, or tag team storyline going on.
1: That is true. By the way, his name is Sean Spears. He's the chairman. Oh, but Thank um, you. Thank you. Um, yeah, no, I, I do enjoy this. I enjoy this more than pretty much any of the other tag team stories going on right now just because – I don't know if it's because FTR are that badass wrestling team versus the more um, gimmick-centric team, but I I've enjoyed everything. So far, and I hope it continues.
0: Then in the main event, we had Kenny Omega and the Good Brothers take on Pac, Ray Phoenix, and John Moxley. Six man tag for the main event. Seen this before, you know, six man tag in the main event, but this was absolutely phenomenal. You know, hard hitting, athletic, just fantastic match. Maybe one of the better, you know, non title big matches in AEW's history thus far. And Uh, Ray Phoenix takes the pinfall loss, I mean, as he should. And the big, big news everyone's talking about is Kenta. He makes his AEW debut. He comes in, attacks Jon Moxley. They have their thing going on in New Japan for the IWGP US title. There's the Bullet Club connection, I think I talked about when it first happened, about Kenta possibly showing up on AEW. It finally happened. You know, uh, we can talk about everything after the fact, but just... In the moment, AEW Dynamite. Kenta returning. Dominic, your thoughts?
1: I was surprised. I mean, I didn't expect him to show up here and attack Moxley. I expected it all to be just him talking shit from afar. But when I saw him, you know, take off his little mask and whatever, I was like, oh, fuck, it's Kenta. Okay, I see you. I was very surprised and I was very happy.
0: I was very surprised as well. Happily so. And now we have, uh, what? AEW, Impact, New Japan, AAA, all four of those promotions were featured on this one show and NWA, so five promotions were all featured on this one show. Dominic, your thoughts? And
1: WWE has a bad bunny.
0: There you go. Uh, So your thoughts, does this mean we are going to get an official connection, a partnership between AEW and New Japan
1: after this? I think we've been discussing it for a long time and how it would be great for both promotions because you can send some of your lesser talent over there kind of get them used to shit bring them back and now they're different built up you know kind of stuff like that and then you know when we're when aw struggling for talent or you know trying to change shit up you can bring some of their bigger names over here so i hope it happens and i can't
0: wait i think it will happen eventually but I don't see this move right now of Kenta like being the first thing. And like, you know, then we're going to see the entire bullet club show up or some other guys like Jeff. I mean, we, you know, we saw Jeff Cobb a few, you know, last year, but uh, I just feel like this was more kind of a one-off situation just because of the pandemic, you know, travel restrictions. Moxley can't really go over to Japan. Uh, Kenta's here might as well. And Moxley can't wrestle for new Japan in the States unless AEW signs off on it. So I think it was just kind of a weird contractual kind of mismatch that really just led to this opportunity presenting itself.
1: You know, and maybe it's stuff like this that will get them talking and being like, look, you know, we have New Japan ties. You have AEW ties. Let's let's kind of work something out, and hopefully they work it out because I know there's people in the States that would want to see more New Japan, and I'm sure there's people in Japan that want to see more Kenny Omega, so
0: it's fine. Yeah, this partnership between NJPW and AEW definitely, I think, is better for you know AEW than Impact was. You're going to get bigger stars, you know. And and New Japan is trying to infiltrate the North American, American, United States market, and they're you know they had some success when they first came over, but I think they've kind of fallen off in these last few years ever since Kenny Omega and the Bullet Club, the Young Bucks, and all those guys have left. And so, if you get those guys, you can have a super show twenty twenty two, Dominic. Do we get an AEW New Japan Super Show,
1: or some I see sort it. of? I can you know, see it. Maybe not a
0: Super Show per se, but maybe we get kind of what tournament ROH, we get like what ROH would do and have you know some of the people come over and wrestle on an AEW pay per view.
1: I mean, I would love to see a tournament too. Like you know, your you can pick your you know five best wrestlers from each. You know your your top heavyweights five best go at it in a tournament to see who's is, you know, who's the number one heavyweight, you know, and do it for all the divisions would be cool.
0: Well, the mascots are barking because I think the, uh, the mailman's here. So that's a hell of a point to end it on. Thank y'all very much for tuning in, Dominic. I guess we got to check in one time for the one time. Did Mr. X send in any last minute questions?
1: Okay, let's go. Let's see. I'm going to refresh it. And drum roll, please. You can insert the drum loop right now.
0: <laughs> no
1: negative. We Damn. the streak has come to an end, Brandon. The streak Damn. is over. We were talking about, let's see, I'm gonna go all the way down. I'm gonna, you know, you're 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 the math guy. So let's see. The first question we got, or at least that I saved. Was from April 25th, 2020. So that's at least the last one that I saved or the first one I saved. So,
0: yeah. Well, if you guys would like to start your own streak starting next week, send in those questions. Where is the email at, Dominic?
1: It's uh, curveballncs at gmail.com or you can follow us on Twitter, curveballsncs.
0: Or on the Instagram, Curveballs and CS. We got a link tree in the bio. So if you just click on those, it's going to take you everywhere. We are also on the Facebook and the U of Tube. Just Simply type in Curveballs and Share Shots. Haven't done any streams recently. We're getting on the Rocket League grind. Maybe we can stream some Rocket League, see some of those fails or some successions. We maybe shall Mm -hmm. see really big episode, kind of a quicker episode where we talked about some big news, Trevor Bowery live on the podcast, joining the Los Angeles Dodgers. we got the super bowl. Everyone stay safe out there. You know, if you're going to have a party, do it outside and take all the proper precautions. Maybe we're going to have a zoom party. We did a zoom party for the Royal Rumble, Dominic. Maybe we'll do another one for the super bowl. We shall see. Thank y'all very much for tuning in uh, for Dominic cops the big dog and little dog and mascot and my big dog, little dog and mascot. And I hope
1: Mr. X is okay because it's not like him to miss a podcast. So, at Mr. X, hope you're doing all right.
0: I think it might be the Trevor Bauer news that kind of hit him hard. I know we didn't think yep. they were going he was going to join the Reds, but there was always a possibility. So thank you all very much. Stay safe out there. Goodbye and good night. Uh, bye-bye. <laughs>